I'm Dean Jackson. He's Joe Polish. And this is the I Love Marketing Podcast. everybody, it's Dean Jackson. And Joe Polish, and uh, I'm a little tired today, Dean. I had a party over my uh, new house, and uh, I had a bunch of people over from Dr. Alan Christensen, who wrote uh, you know, The Adrenal Reset Diet, to our buddy Sean Stevenson, to a whole slew of other, other individuals, but uh, I'm, I'm tired. I didn't get enough sleep, and that's not a, wow. that's not a good thing. You don't, you don't make... You don't, really become a very good marketer if you're constantly fatigued and lethargic and your brain doesn't work all that well. So this <laughs> was, is, uh, <laughs> well, and that's got, great. You must be uh, happy to be moved in. No, I'm not happy to move in because you know how people have a punch list? Oh, no. You know, you know punch, a punch list yeah. is like, you know, I actually said to someone last night that they didn't know what a punch list was. And so right. depending on what part of the world you're in, maybe that doesn't make any sense to some people, but it's, it's after you move into, you know, wherever, yeah. uh, uh, any, any place you move into office yeah. business, it's all the little things that need to be yeah. knocked out. All, all the little, all the red you know, dots that you, uh, that's what a lot of builders do is they'll give you some red dot stickers to put on everything that needs some addressing. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, I mean, I would literally, I would use an entire office supply store with all this stuff. But no, so, but I, I don't have a punch list. I have a punch novel. I mean, there are so many oh little goodness. things. Now, the house is beautiful. People see it. They're it like, really oh, my is. God, are you so happy and everything? And, 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 and again, I, I don't want to whine too much because, granted, I, you know, I, I'm not living in a third world country. I have a beautiful home and all that sort of stuff. It's just the sheer complexity is so oh, beyond, yeah, no, you know. It. And me and Dan Sullivan did a great episode a long time ago about upgrading my, you know, my operating system with the new home and how to view it. Yeah. All of those things have been incredibly helpful. It's just that, you know, when you're right in the middle of it, it's, you know, like this morning I wake up with not enough sleep to people having to fix and seal the new front door because it rained like crazy in Arizona last night. So water leaked in and damaged the front of my floor, which needs to be ripped out. Um, You know, now this will probably officially be the fourth flood that I've had in the house, but it really wasn't like, it wasn't really like a flood. It was more just water was seeping in, but it did damage the hardwood floor. So we now need to, you know, rip that out and, and redo it. And then, you know, just every little thing from, you know, TVs working because the TVs are on the wall, but there's no cable or Apple TVs or Amazon fires or any devices hooked up to watch television. <laughs> and probably is a good thing because what's the point of watching TV anyway? Although, I when, guess. When, yeah, when I was away, my real dear friend, John Butcher, who has this, you know, he's the chairman of Precious Moments, the figurine mm-hmm. company, uh, and also my life book. Uh, yeah, he literally flew into town six days while I was out of town, some of that time with you. And he literally showed up and put up all the artwork, furniture, laid everything out. I mean, it was it was incredible what he what he helped me with, and just yeah. did it just to be so helpful and nice because I've helped him a lot in his different businesses, and we're we're really dear friends and, and whatnot. Did you film 
the big reveal, like an HGTV special? We actually did film it. I never put it up, though. I mean, I have to mm. almost look at the video and see if I'd be willing to do that. Um, right, right. Because there's some shenanigans that are going on and a whole slew of people and everything. But So, yeah, so that's going on with, what's going on with the house. Now, uh, once I get it set up and I get through it, as you know, Dan Sullivan says, nothing feels good in the middle, I'm still in the middle of this thing. And there's still months of little yeah. transition stuff. But I, I also lived in my last house for 16 years. So it's a big change of environment and, you know, just getting used to where every damn light switches and all that sort of stupid stuff. But yeah, anyway, it, it was all good. It's, it's all good in a lot of ways and it's frustrating in, in others. Uh, but I want to mention this before this person calls in. We have a special right. guest who's going to call in because we called him right before we started recording and said, hey, can you call in? And he's like, yeah, let, let me, I'll call in in a few minutes and we'll reveal who that is and you'll hear him and a lot of people know who he is. We've, we've actually interviewed him before, real bright guy. But he's going to uh, call in. Wait, or maybe he isn't. Uh, let's see. Wait, I spoke too soon. Sorry, I got the time wrong. We need to leave. Like, five. Okay, so he's not going to call in. I'll just say, okay, you're a schmuck. You yeah, are fine. a schmuck. Uh, yeah, there you, know, you go. Here, I'll actually, I'll actually I'll give her Ari myself. Yeah, yeah. So here, I'm going to record on my iPhone a video <laughs> uh, and uh, just just so people could see what I actually do. So I have a little iPhone here. I'm going to record a video of me on the phone. Hey, Ari, this is Joe. We, I'm actually recording this podcast with Dean Jackson right now, just mentioning that we're going to have a special guest call in, and then you send me this text, Mr. Les Dewey, who didn't have his schedule right, that he cannot call in now. So everyone is hearing me record this live uh, to you right now. So if you have any integrity whatsoever, at least call in and say hi. And if not, we'll just at least let everyone know to read your book anyway, because it is good. But you as a person are a little flaky. Uh, okay. All right. <laughs> have a great day. And I'm kidding, by the way. Well, everyone's hearing this, but you're going to have to go and listen to this episode. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's the deal with, uh, with Ari, but I just sent that little video off and he's like, sorry guys, try, you know, try the app. It's yeah. awesome. He, he sent over an app that supposedly we can record our podcast with it. Uh, it gives really high quality sound and you know what the, the only downside with some of our episodes and we know this and is, is sometimes the sound quality isn't as great as we would like it to be uh, whenever we can do it in studios, whenever we, and we do put up a lot of really high quality professional videos. And, and what a lot of people may or may not know that, you know, our podcast is not our primary business. Some people, that's what they do. They do podcasting and they get sponsors and they do all that stuff to pay for it. I mean, we pretty much out of pocket have done this for four years and I have spent uh, literally, uh, you know, over a hundred thousand uh, dollars on stuff related to uh, the podcast, to interviews, to video, to website development, and everything. And uh, you know, and we we still uh, put as you know good as stuff, uh, other than me maybe ba- babbling or rambling on too long at times. Uh, we we uh, do our best to just try to bring great knowledge and insight and strategies to people. And what I always go back to is if some people just go through some of our original episodes on putting together education-based marketing using, mm-hmm. you know, consumer awareness um, sort of messaging and, and copy uh, the nine word, you know, email. I mean, any of those little things will transform someone's business if they, if they adopt them. So um, small price to pay for not having, you know, always, sometimes the best quality recording and like today you know i'm at new house and there's no recording equipment here so we have to do this on the phone but it is what it is so 
uh, subject for today, Dean, um, return on genius, well, uh, which yeah, is yeah. a great concept. Let's talk about that and what it, what it means and how people can think about it. And it's something that I've been applying to our, to my 25K group and that you've mm-hmm. been really having a lot of discussions with me on. And I think it'd be really useful for all of our listeners to, to think about yeah. this. That's something, that's why I think it's good that we can, uh, talk about it because <laughs> anyway, I, I, I I'm, totally, I'm totally laughing and he, he, he I, goes I we're going to talk about it but I we, saw it too we're 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 freaking sitting there in the middle of because we had we we rarely look at our phones while we are recording a podcast. But that message I just said I <laughs> to Ari at exactly the same time. You gotta you gotta read what he just wrote back. I just saw it. Well, what does it say? I just saw it at the same time. So he saw your email and he he, he texts back and says, "Such a dick." <laughs> And here we are getting all serious into our topic, and we both saw it at exactly the same time. (laughs) Okay, so funny. (laughs) That's great. All right, so so go ahead. Sorry for the distraction. I just thought that would be comic (laughs) relief. So yeah, you know this that concept you and I've been talking about for a while now, and I thought you know what, let's um, kind of talk about it live here because. It, it really is a, um, you know, has a big impact. And I want to kind of get this out there so that people can start kind of thinking about it and let's, you know, get on record with it and, and kind of look at um, expanding the concept. And so when I was, um, we first started talking about this, I was, I've been recognizing now a lot of the things in my life and a lot of the things that that have the the highest yield are things that are sort of ongoing environments that you kind of put yourself in you know uh dan sullivan has this great concept of abundant neighborhoods and you know you you, when you're in a you know you go to strategic coach and you're in a room where the conversations are about a 25-year plan and about thinking about your thinking and about growing your business 10 times and about wanting what you want and all these things that are, you know, shaping as entrepreneurs the way that we think have long-term and, you know, massive um, return on our investment in those things. And so I've always been in favor of um, documenting and paying attention to and presencing the actual return on things. And I think that all of these kind of thoughts have been coming together. And, you know, when I say, when I said to um, you, this, that kind of thought return on genius, that, thinking about the environment that you've created. So Genius Network, 25K, an environment of the highest level direct marketers, um, entrepreneurs in the world. Everybody, you know, kind of um, gathered there. Now, when you look at it, some of the things that kind of go into how to calculate a return on genius are – you know, really being able to measure the impact of 
you know, what we kind of talk about is the two things that tangibly make a difference, either an idea or a connection. You know, you either meet somebody and you're able to do business with them or you're able to, um, they're able to provide a service for you or they're able to uh, act as a multiplier for you. They're able to introduce you to somebody else. You could do a, a direct uh, joint venture with them or you get an idea of somebody who's had an experience that you're going through right now, or maybe something that you've never thought of, and you get an idea that you're able to execute, and it can change, uh, you know, I call them vector changers. It can change the vector of where you're headed. If you're just looking at charting the trajectory of where your income and your business growth is going, and you get an idea that just changes that vector by just a couple of degrees and you look over time, you're in a completely different, uh, you're in a completely different place because of those changes. And so uh, it's funny when we were talking about it, I kind of presenced the idea of saying, what if immediately when people come into um, 25 K that the thought is thinking about it as, a 10-year um, investment, that it's a 10-year um, process, that if you look at it, that instead of $25,000 for uh, one year, it's $250,000 over 10 years. And you right. start to think, what would be if you, you, know, you draw kind of a, a graph of that where you've got a, you know, a line going up, uh, increasing by 25,000 a year from zero to 250,000 over 10 years, maybe on a 30 degree angle, then you start to pay attention and look and see what are the results? What's the return on being in that environment? being attached to that, having that as a, uh, as a, a, you know, an asset in your business. It's almost like, you know, we look at it, we talked about this idea of, of even um, getting people to think that long-term way by saying, by setting it up that, that Genius Network is a $250,000 lifetime membership and you can pay $25,000 a year over 10 years, no interest. And right. just to get people thinking and committed to that sort of a process rather than, um, you know, people coming in and looking to just get a quick hit or come in and, and try it out or, you know, but not really look at the, um, the proactive way um, that they're looking to get a return on that investment and how they're looking at actually monetizing this. And, you know, you talk about it that, uh, you know, over the whole idea is that somebody joins um, 25K and that you talk about that they want a 10 times um, return. And if they can't get a 10 times return that you don't, you don't want them to, Renew, even though I mean, they're you, not that you don't like them, that you don't, uh, um, you know, but you're it's to set the bar really 
for the type of expectation that people have, that you're looking for people who are going to take things and, you know, have a vehicle that can multiply ideas and connections. You know, that's why when you set the bar kind of as high with a, uh, a $25,000 um, entry point, most of the people, um, you know, have a business that can su- support making an investment like that. So they've, they're not in a startup situation, typically, where they're trying to now look at this as how do I get a business started and get it going? These are people who have successful businesses already. And, you know, so one of the key concepts of looking at how to get that return is this, uh, you know, I, I have this fundamental belief that ideas really are more valuable than execution. And we've maybe talked about it, but maybe not on the on the podcast. And, you know, I say that because it's always so controversial that people always say, you know, what's more valuable, ideas or execution? And, you know, of course, people will say, well, an idea that's not executed is worthless. So execution is really what it's what it's all about. And, you know, that's true. uh, But you have to grant along with that, that there is such a thing as flawless execution. And if you can execute an idea flawlessly, the only thing that can improve that is executing a better idea. And so, you know, it's, if you've already got an execution engine, if you've got a business that's successful and you're, you know, it's fully going and you can have an idea that you can insert into this existing machine that you already have, um, you know, that's, that's a valuable thing. Or right. let me, if let you me, have a contact, somebody, you know, uh, a contact, which can be, um, you know, and a, a shortcut to execution as well. Yeah, I, I want to, you, you talked about so many different things um, that, I, that I want to, I want to kind of speak to several of them and point out how this framing of thinking about return on genius, what it's meant to me, what it's meant to Genius Network, how it and, and why that applies to everyone that is listening. Mm-hmm. I have a, I have differing opinions about your whole thing about, uh, you know, ideas being more important than execution. I mean, I'm of the mm-hmm. mindset that, you know, if you don't execute it, an idea is worthless if it mm-hmm. isn't applied, if it isn't executed, or if it doesn't change perspective. Because there's a lot of ideas that people hear. I mean, I have thought a lot about the entire world of personal development, all the books yeah. that I've read. Anyone that listens to our podcast is probably listening to other people's podcasts. They're probably going to seminars. They're they're educating themselves. I mean, you know, people that do nothing but listen to music or play video games or watch, you know, television. And there is useful television and there's, you know, relaxation television. There's mind 
timeless television, there's escapism television, in the same way that the consumption of how-to, be it music, talking word, chanting, uh, you know, whatever, you know, then there's the spiritual realm. I mean, there's all kinds of things that 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 people consume. And a lot of times you can hear ideas and how-to and advice, and you don't execute on any of it, but what it does is it it, it it, it kind of feeds your head, and it allows you to think about the world. It, uh, it allows you to basically get better. And some things you just hear them, and they don't really get applied, per se, in a executable, strategic, or tactical uh, way into your business, but it shifts you as a human being. I mean, most people can say, I've read a book that has changed my life. And you could be, well, mm-hmm. how did it change your life? Did you start the workout regimen? Did you you know, implement the business methodology or the plan? And they'll be like, no, but it, it changed the way that I think. Think and it changed, mm-hmm. and by changing the way that I think, it it slightly altered the the way that I behave, and so a lot of that has to do with kind of like your return on genius. And I'm and and I'm of the the mindset though that if you hear a really good business idea and you don't do anything with it, well, you know, I mean, you didn't do anything with it. And I've always liked, I think it was Emerson that said, you know, you ask for a new idea when you haven't used the last one that that I gave you. And Mm -hmm. a lot of people, especially people that will continuously uh, go to any sort of school, uh, and I don't mean school in terms of like formal schools, although it could be that, but I mean like any sort of guru or any sort of seminar or any sort of institution or any sort of methodology, and they'll keep going back, they'll keep going back. There's reasons why people do that that are in many cases, more about entertainment uh, in some cases than they are about anything that the person or the the company or whatever is is even is even saying. So, uh, uh, are you tracking me on all this? So it doesn't sound like a yeah. Okay. No, 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 no. I, I get it. So, and, so and I think that there's a place for that too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, so as it applies to what you said, I mean, you know, uh, like the whole, like you take me and you. You're more. You're a great idea guy. And I'd say for both me and you, as it applies to this, I'm probably more in our partnership on I Love Marketing. I'm I definitely take more of a role of of implementing and executing and making things move along. Uh, but I've said this publicly many times. I mean, you know, if you want someone who's just an absolute strategic marketing genius, I mean, that's you. I mean, you're very methodical. You very when it comes to hustling, though. I'm I mean, I'm more of a hustler than you in this in this realm. <laughs> yeah, in, in, in this I got area. it. Yeah, 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 yeah absolutely. So, you know, so a lot of people are like, "Yeah, you know, Dean's really freaking smart and really awesome." And I, you know, I always make jokes like, "Yeah, and I'm the one that works my ass off getting all these, you know, all this other shit together <laughs> so we can set the stage for Dean to run the race that he runs because I kind of keep the track clean for him. He kind of like shows up and rambles, and I, you know, work my ass off setting all this other stuff up. But you know, but that that being said, as, as it comes to return on genius, with the big shift of that idea is there's a lot of it that hasn't even been implemented per se. And even as we talk about it, we're kind of in the execution process. Right. But for but for years in Genius Network, I played a trick on everyone's head where when they would come to their first meeting in Genius Network, and you know, for people that don't know the background. 
Battleground Genius Network is my discussion group. We used to call it a mastermind group until we realized it was way more than like a typical mastermind where people are all sitting around and just talking about ideas. Yeah, I mean, we for have sure. thinking tools, we do planning, you know, it's very much for successful entrepreneurs that are running, you know, million dollar plus companies. You know, I've, I have a billionaire in the group. I have many people that are doing, you know, 50 million, 70 million, a hundred million, you know, you know, 200 million, 300 million a year. Uh, the average person, you know, is probably 10, 20 million dollar a year company. If you had to average it out across everyone in, in the group, you know, there's over 150 members currently. They, they pay $25,000 a year. And that originally started as me wanting just 20 people that I would facilitate this great discussion group for myself. And then ended yeah. up falling in love with it. And this was, you know, nine years ago from the time that we're doing this recording uh, when I was like, damn, you know, I actually, I like this. I mean, I would do this even if I didn't get paid for it. But the fact that I charge for it, for one, brings in the right type of person. Everyone knows that everyone there is paying. Uh, they're all very smart people, many of them way smarter than me in so many different areas, but I facilitate this sort of discussion group. But what I realized early on is that if you're a really high-level person, you can come up with better ideas sitting by yourself in a restaurant, a coffee shop, a library, anywhere, uh, with a notepad or a napkin scribbling out your ideas in your head than in many cases you would get at most seminars. So how do I create something that is far better than, you know, other things that are available? I mean, what, what, how do I get people that run the top events, run the top seminars, run the top groups? You know, how do I get people like Dan Sullivan, who's coached more successful entrepreneurs than anyone in the world? How do I get him to actually pay money to come to my event? How do I get Peter Diamandis? How do I get Jeff Walkers, the Brendan Bouchards, the Dean Graziosis, you know, people like that? How do I, you know, Dr. Daniel Amen. How do I get those sort of people to actually pay money to come to a, a, a school, a group, something that I set up that would be so valuable to them? And I realize, well, you know, it, it has to be about elegant ideas. It has to be about the right type of people. Because you mentioned, you know, it may be an idea, it may be a contact. You know, a lot of people mm -hmm. think, oh, they're coming for ideas, and they realize when they come to Genius Network, they're getting contacts that it would take years for them to, mm -hmm. like, get these contacts and they show up to a single meeting and they're like, Jesus, you know, that was worth my investment fee. Forget, forget any sort of ideas. But even with that, I used to say, if you, and I still say this, but I've shifted it. I would say, you mentioned it earlier. I would say, if you come to a, uh, you know, if you come to the group, uh, if you don't make at least a 10 times return within a year, I don't want you to renew. And that's kind of our policy. And I had that as a policy for a while. Uh, and I'm shifting it because what I've learned is that some people like a JJ Virgin, you know, first year she's in Genius Network, she's, you know, makes, attributes a million dollars directly to being in Genius Network. But not everyone right. does that. Right. Uh, you know, guy like a Dean Graziosi, you know, started between 10 to 20 million a year in revenue when he first joined. Already a very successful business. You know, his company did over 200 million in a year. I mean, he definitely 10 times his business. But what what, what I what I realized is that there is a setup stage, and some people they they don't just benefit financially. But I wanted I I, I came up with that policy because I wanted people to come to those meetings with a perspective saying, I have to look for quarter-million-dollar ideas. Because if I just didn't establish some sort of framework, you know, then people are like, well, how do I evaluate this? And when you're dealing with like the type of people that I'm dealing with, they have so many options 
they're not out there yeah. looking for a group. I mean, they're not like, uh-huh. oh my God, I really need to join, join a group or, oh my God, I really need a guru to help me how to run my life. I mean, these are pretty functioning people. You know, the biggest thing that they're looking for is people that they can relate to that are like them. Because as you know, many of the, one of the biggest challenges, uh, why people join Vistage, why people join, you know, EO, why people join a lot of, you know, entrepreneurs, they're just simply lonely. I mean, especially really successful <laughs> people. Yeah. Not like lonely, like they have to be held or they have no friends, although that does yeah. exist. Uh, lonely in terms of like they're surrounded by people that don't think like them, that don't have the ambition levels that they have, that don't have the risk taking that they have, that yeah. don't have the, the internal drive almost to the point sometimes a demonic and, and, and addictive to get shit done. And, mm-hmm. and they don't, and they, and so they can come and find those people. So that, so it's not always about money. And if you're worth millions of dollars, you know, adding another million dollars is not going to alter your life all that much. But if you could free up their mind, if you can take anxiety away from them, if you can have them feel good or have more fun or take more time off, you know, and multiply in different ways, it would make all the difference in the world. And so I've realized yeah. that over the years, but here's the big kicker and why we're doing this episode about return on genius. If you don't frame it for someone that think of this as a 10-year investment versus a year, they are so apt to just say, you know what? There's so many options thrown at me. I'm going to take this one because people... I'm going to try this one next. I'm going to, yeah. I, you know, I, did, I think I'm going to try this for a year. I'm going to try this other group or I'm going to try something else. Yeah. Right. And, and they never commit. And if someone doesn't commit to saying, I'm going to really get, you know, if you don't commit to working out and exercising, you're not going to do it. If you don't commit to your relationship, you're not going to do it. If you don't commit to, you know, a meditation practice, you're not going to do it. If you don't commit to reading a book, you know, that you picked up and you're going to read like, you know, 10 pages and then you're on to the next book and you're on. And so people run around like that. And what I've learned is that a lot of wealthy people, they're kind of like seminar junkies with a lot of money. They bounce around from event to event to event. You know, I mean, I go to Peter Diamandis's adventure trip, which he got the idea from the trips I would do to Necker Island, started doing these, you know, $40,000, $50,000 person trips. And I'll, there are people there that are so successful. I mean, worth millions. You know, at the last trip we just went on, there were five billionaires on the trip. And these uh-huh. people jump around. They just do it on private planes, and they go to, like, expensive shit. And uh-huh. it, 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 so it's like people are going to spend their time doing something. But the, what I've learned is that when the, and this is the caveat, if the training is good, if the relationships are good, if the setup is good, if it's a restaurant right. and the food is good, the more you, you commit to that, the more you get out of it as the years go by. And the people that have been the most successful in my platinum group that I did for professional cleaners to my genius network group, the longer they're in and the more they develop the relationships, the greater the return. And so we call it return yeah. on genius, which really came from you. Uh, the mm-hmm. return on genius network comes from making that commitment. And so when I started saying, okay, if you pay $25,000 a year and you make 200, if you don't make $250,000 the first year, what's well, like, well, shit, okay, maybe you drop out, you know, whatever. Uh, and before I would actually want people to do that. Now I said, you know, like, what if this is a 10 year thing and you literally, I don't raise the price, but it's, it's 200, it's $25,000 a year for 10 years and it's 250,000 in 10 years. Not only would everyone make 
like a 10 times return on that $250,000, which would be 2500000 But in a 10-year period, with the types of relationships and the type of contacts right. and the type of business models, they're probably going to make millions of dollars. Mm-hmm. Their business and their lives are going to dramatically change. Their health mm-hmm. will get better. Even though they're getting older, they'll probably get in better shape. All, and we're seeing that for people that have been in the group since the very beginning. And, you know, it's like, okay, well, then how do we convey that? And so to all of our listeners, so this doesn't sound like I'm just talking about me, which, of course, I'm talking about my own company as an example. But, like, how would you apply that same sort of idea for what it is that you do? I mean, a carpet cleaner, although it's not in terms of ideas and teaching and stuff, but a carpet cleaner, let's say the average job is $200 to go clean someone's carpet. And a lot of people don't do it every year. But they, you know, I, like, just moved into this new house. I've probably got you know, between furniture and although I've got metal floors in one level of the house, concrete floors, bamboo floors, I've got really nice throw rugs. You know, I've got a probably, you know, about $170,000 into furnishings and stuff that I have purchased over, you know, it's a lot of money. Yeah. And, and if I think in 10 years, if I had to pay a carpet cleaner, let's say, you know, $500 uh, a year, you know, over a 10 year period, what would, what would that be? Mm-hmm. Five thousand. Yeah, make make sure you you do the math right here. But so <laughs> now that seems like a lot of money, but it's not a lot of money at all considering the maintenance of this stuff. Versus if you kind of just do it onesie twosie, and what would be the return on my furnishings if this stuff was properly maintained? Now that's a service business in most cases. Most people view as a commodity, but like if yeah. you if you're in the idea business, if you're in the transformation business, if you bring something other to someone about you know either making them money, saving them money, or reducing their stress. And most people are in one of those sort of, like whatever it is they sell probably either makes people money, saves people money, or makes their life better, reduces their stress. It could be an entertainment. I mean, what would be the return if you thought of it as a 10-year process or a three-year process or a, you know, and a lot of people would be like, well, you know, I'm my business that wouldn't apply to me. I sell cars and people buy cars every, you know, well, maybe. Mm. Maybe you need to rethink how you think about this. And so the whole point is this is about thinking about your thinking, as Dan Sullivan would say, and getting people that are your clients to think about what are you actually selling? What are they actually buying? Because Mm -hmm. I'll tell you, it's a game changer when I start talking to everyone in Genius Network, like, what have you done so far? Okay, what if we look at this, if you're in this another eight years, what do you think is going to happen? And then they start setting goals. And they start saying, oh, if I leverage Joe's connections here, if I go to the annual event and I make these sort of connections, here's the type of return. And then everyone that really takes this seriously realizes Genius Network at $25,000 a year, when you're looking at it from a singular thing, sounds really freaking expensive. But when you start looking at it as an investment, you're like, this is the greatest freaking investment to build and grow my business that I could probably ever make if, if I leverage it. And that's the whole point. Because we're always trying to sell people on this shit. Like, oh, mm-hmm. you should join you know, this $25,000 group. Oh, well, let's position it so it looks like the most exclusive thing ever. When you realize you're going out and buying cars that cost you more money every year than what Genius Network makes. So you're going to this thing and you're going that thing. And if you say this, you know, like people are like, well, I can go to this seminar for $2,000. Or someone inv- yeah. invited me. And it's like, well, do you know that not only is that seminar one-tenth as valuable as this thing would be, but you didn't yeah. just 
save like let's say one costs twenty five thousand for one thing and then another costs like five thousand. Oh, well, I saved myself twenty grand a year. Well, no, yeah. you didn't save anything because what you did is you spent six days or you spent four days or you spent eight days. How much is that time worth? And what if you actually took those same days and put it into something that was ten times more valuable and you looked at it from a ten year framework? Do you think your life would be different? Do you think things would change? And and now I'm saying all of this with of course the caveat being if you're gonna play this return on genius game, you actually have have to be in the business of something that actually is capable of doing what it is you're saying, so you're not doing right. a gimmicky bullshit pitch. Right. It's just that's that's the thing. So I just wanted I wanted to to just speak to that based on everything that you said. That to summarize a lot of this, it's just a perspective shift. But if you shift a perspective in your own, like to all our listeners, like, okay, how can I, how can this return on genius shift? You're thinking about what you spend your time and money. on. Like if someone listened to every one of our, I love marketing episodes, which would take an enormous amount of time. We're over 200, 200 hours, hours yeah. episodes, but I guarantee you, if someone went through all of our episodes, never bought anything from me or you never went through your breakthrough blueprints, never bought any of our, any of the stuff that we sell, just simply listen to that. There's no way they would not have a better marketing education than any four-year college degree that would cost them infinitely more. Not only right. more, but the, the amount of time would be greater. The amount of ineptness and shit that they would have to unlearn would be painful. I mean, like we could eliminate a marketing degree in college and save someone a tremendous amount of time and have, it, have their education be free to them if they could mm-hmm. just grasp that sort of concept. And some have, because we have people that have become millionaires listening to I Love Marketing. Mm-hmm. So I, anyway. It happens all the time. I mean, that's, you know, I had, um, I just did a breakthrough blueprint here in Florida a few weeks ago and had a guy from Philadelphia came and he has been a listener of the podcast. He's been with us almost right from like, he said, he thought he got on like episode four but went back and listened and he's been, you know, all the way with us for that whole time. And when, you know, when we meet people like that, just to hear their, um, you know, the changes that it's made for them uh, and the, the results that they've gotten, it's almost like you're, uh, you know, everybody that we end up meeting like that, it feels like we already know them. They certainly feel like they know us because we've been, you know, sort of intimately in their ears for 200 hours now, you know, right. and <laughs> anything that they, uh, that they do, um, you know, there's, they, there's lots of executable ideas that we have in those 200 hours for sure. Um, one of the things that, um, you know, the, the baseline things, so my belief on that is ideas are more, valuable than execution that, you know, that's my belief. You can, you can argue exceptions to it or whatever, but I, I think ultimately ideas trump the, the, um, thing ideas that you can execute within your existing system. Um, well, wait, wait, then, wait, let me, let me, let me, let me go to that. Not so I can debate or argue with you on that. So, mm-hmm. so I can get a deeper understanding of what you're meaning, mm-hmm. uh, what, what you mean by that. And because a well, lot of you people have to, I, I, I either, if you you can't execute unless you're executing an idea, right? You're not you're, you got to you can't execute nothing. 
you got to execute an idea. So just like the execution people say, well, ideas that aren't executed are worthless. That's absolutely true, but you can't execute nothing. If you're doing any level of execution, you're executing something, which is an idea, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so what I'm saying is that you can execute that idea flawlessly. You could try your hardest. You could do it, you know, absolute at the best efficiency that you could possibly do it. And the only thing that's going to improve that execution is executing a better idea. So the the bottom line, though, is if we, you know, let's say, for instance, I love marketing was a really good idea when we, you know, a podcast, let's say, here's the thing. There's, there's a, there's a thing you could execute all the mechanics of a podcast. You could get the highest quality studio sound. Uh, You could get the best equipment. You could get the, the, you know, best web design, the best everything around it. But ultimately what people judge a podcast by is the ideas that are coming out of the podcaster's mouth at the end of the day, right? There are lots of podcasts out there, but why do some podcasts rise to the top while others mire in, you know, the depths? Because well, some of, some of it, you know, is because of marketing. It's because of marketing, but it's also because, you know, no, but there's no value, right? I mean, you can go through the mechanics of a podcast, but if you're not, if there's nothing, if there's no value, which is ideas, as far as a podcast goes, that's, you know, that's what's going to make one um, podcast more valuable than another. Okay, but let, let me let me play yeah. let me play devil's advocate here though. Sure, if someone I'd love it. if someone hears if someone goes to a seminar or hears an idea or listens to say our podcast or Joe Rogan yeah. or Tim Ferriss or yeah. John Lee Dumas or yeah. Yeah, you know name one whatever, right? Yeah. 10x right. talk, you yep. know what whatever. Yep. And, and 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 they they list a lot of times people or they go to seminars or whatever. And yeah. they, you know, they hear all this stuff, they can actually delude themselves into thinking hearing about ideas means they're actually taking action. When yeah. you've, you've seen the whole psychological trap of yeah, someone of who's reading so much, they actually mm-hmm. think they're doing shit because they're yeah. just, they're consuming a bunch of stuff. But, they're, but, but if they never take, like if I would have said to you, hey, Dean, there's this idea of I love marketing, let's do a podcast, yeah. but we never, I would have never, you know, I got the website. Uh, you know, I, I did all this stuff to set it up. We we brainstormed what we should call it, and you know, we ended up calling it "I Love Marketing" because we're like, shit, we love marketing. Marketing makes it. Yeah. Big, you know, if we never would have executed upon that, it, it never would be real. We wouldn't be sitting here talking today. So that's the part where I'm trying no, but to. But do you think that? And there's part of it. The idea of calling it "I Love Marketing" is in itself an idea that is. Part of the reason that this podcast in particular has been as successful as it is. If we had come out of the gate and had a podcast called I Love Joe and Dean, right? It's not the same. People wouldn't be gathering in meetup groups all around the world to meet up because they love Joe and Dean. 
it's not the same, right? And I'm just thinking just about what of, I could say to that right now, but I won't. I'll just yeah, yeah, yeah. right, 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 right. Except I mean, I think they do. I think those groups do exist, though. But I think they're just called "I Love Joe" and "I Hate Dee." <laughs> no, you know what they're called? Is they're called Jr.'s apartment. <laughs> the, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. The hate, the, the hate Dean part. The hate Dean part. Certainly. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I can see the sign. The directional sign to the meetup, the I love Joe and Dean with the Dean scratch. Well, that would be the that Joe, would be the I living love. room, and then the the bathroom yeah. would be I hate Dean. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. But and, you know, the whole thing is that that you know it's just as people say that you know, and I agree with you that if you're not going to do anything, then it's all worthless because you're not executing. If you're not going to execute anything, then that's equal. But if you're executing something, the best thing you can do is execute the best idea. Yeah. Yeah. No, I hear you. Okay. So that, you know, that kind of thing, like, you know, and that goes to every, every single thing, Joe, if you take like, um, you know, if you're running, you can have a strategy and say, I'm going to run full page ads in magazines, or I'm going to run full page ads in the newspaper, or I'm going to run radio ads. That's your, that's your, um, that's your strategy, right? And you can execute that. All the things that you could do are get, you know, go through the motions of creating the ad of creating the, um, the buying the media, putting it out there, but what's going to make one, more valuable than another is the idea that you choose to apply to that execution. Yeah. yeah by, by the way, by, by, by the way, the, one of the reasons that I, I want, you know, I, I always am thinking about our listeners and how they yeah, yeah. might either understand or, or perceive or misconstrue what we're talking about. And so the reason I want to place a heavy emphasis on the application, implementation, and usage of ideas is I don't want anyone using the excuse, well, you know, I just need a better idea, so therefore I can't take any sort of action whatsoever. Uh, yeah. You know what? Uh, like, there, uh, even though I meditate, almost daily. Uh, I've had so much crazy shit going on with this house. I've actually been missing some days of meditation, believe it or not, which pains me because if you, if you wow. are too, too busy to miss meditation, then you really need to, you know, kind of fix things up. So that's what's kind of irritated me. But, you know, Gary Halbert would always say you'll accomplish more through movement than you ever will through meditation. And, and I used to, mm-hmm. that used to be a mantra. And I actually believe sometimes you'll accomplish more through meditation than you will through movement, especially if the Absolutely. movement is, is a useless sort of thing. However, as it applies to business strategy, getting off your ass and doing something, because as another thing Halbert would say is everything's a clusterfuck until it's as smooth as silk. And right. a lot of people, when it, when it comes to ideas, they want things to just fucking work, and they don't work all the time. You just have to get shit going, and then you have to course correct, and you have to shift, and you have to learn, and you have to get you know, an understanding of this is the right direction, this isn't. Yeah. And so I don't want anyone using this whole you know, execution versus ideas as an excuse for not getting off your ass and doing something, because no. no matter what we talk about here, if you don't do anything with it, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. And Absolutely. so that's, that's, that's kind of my, my thing. You know, it's not about like, mm-hmm. let me debate who's right or wrong. I mean, I, no, I just no, 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 I get yeah. it. I get it. And I think that the key thing, even just in us talking about it is the key thing to understand is that 
they're, they go equally. Um, you know, they're, uh, you can't have one without the other. Right. Right. Yeah. So you know, to the you know, to if you're the the great thing about um, an environment like Genius Network is that the people who are in Genius Network, who are candidates for Genius Network, or maybe considering Genius Network, are already people who've figured out the execution to get to a million dollar business at right. least. Right. right. So that's the thing where that's where now they've paid the dues, gotten to the point where they've already got the mechanism in place that you can um, that those ideas now can make a huge difference on something that you're already executing. Because if you're already running full page ads or newspaper ads, radio ads, whatever, if you're already running those ads and they're doing okay, they've gotten you to where you're going. Imagine, you know, what could happen if you all of a sudden find an ad that gets four times the amount of response that you're getting. Yes. Yep. Exactly. That's an idea. Absolutely. And that's an idea that you're only probably, um, you know, going to get in a room of people who are the top direct marketers in the world. Right. That that's already on their on the radar there. So that that goes along. Um, those two go along um, hand in hand. But the other um, kind of presumption here is that you're in the business that you're in for the long term or that you're you know, you're you're an entrepreneur that's evolving and moving forward. But with a long term vista, you know, not that. I think it's more valuable to the people who are, um, you know, having that kind of a vision. Like I, when, when I tell people about Dan Sullivan's 25 year vision as a 70 year old man with a 25 year vision, it's like, you know, where else are you going to find that kind of, of, you know, conversation going on it's crazy right well, well yeah yeah not only yeah. not only that to the is it crazy to the average person it's completely normal mm-hmm. to him because he's rearranged exactly. his, his whole definition of normal but the thing is 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 dan truly is more excited about his future than his past and the average seven year old i mean i hate saying this because i have a lot of friends that are in that age category some older uh, that they don't have that perspective at all. They actually, it. they, you know, most of my relatives, if I talk to them at all, I mean, my parents mm-hmm. have been passed away for a long time, and you know, many of my closest family members and aunts and uncles, they have, they have died. The the ones that are remaining, not all of them, but most of them, I mean, they just are dreading their existence. And mm-hmm. you know, and by the way, I want to plug this. We won't go in the conversation about it, but check out JoeVolunteer dot com. Oh yeah, we talked. Yeah, we talked. Talked about it on a previous episode. Chip Franks uh, set that up by listening to he talk about a guy who heard an idea ep- on episode mm-hmm. 186 about what we learned from Abundance 360. I talked about creating like an Uber for linking volunteers mm-hmm. with uh, uh, organizations that need them. And Chip Franks took the idea and he executed upon it. And he's building this thing out. And the receptivity of it is amazing. And he's beta testing it in mm-hmm. Austin, Texas, and all of That's that. That's a but, winner. 
yeah, it, 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 it's a great sort of idea. And, you know, it's mm-hmm. to bring a lot of hope and reduce suffering to many people from, you know, children to animal shelters yeah. to disaster relief to nursing homes to all kinds of, of, of different ways. And I'd love to have people look at it and see what this guy has actually built. Uh, and, and this is not about making a lot of money. This is something that's, you know, just simply designed to, to, to help people. And, uh, you know, we, we have to actually finance the thing. And most of it is, you know, out of our own, you know, uh, time and effort and, you know, Chip is a freaking rock star. So, you know, so, so that being said, but the, the, the thing is it brought up me thinking about older people. They just don't have that freaking perspective. But when you start looking at it like this, I mean, it's like, talk about return on genius. What about return mm-hmm. on your life, return on your time? Well, there's the thing is that's an idea. You know, like I look at every, and I look at these environments and you start to see that it's not about trying one out now and then switching over and trying another one over here. It's about collecting them. It's about bolting them on, layering them on to your, um, to your, your world as a um, multiplier, you know, and you look at it like um, how they all intertwine. Like you're not that idea of thinking about your future being bigger than your past always, even at 70 years old with a 25 year Vista and a mindset that's your, you know, your, your Vista is 10 times. Those are ideas that shift the way that you think, and they're going to shift the things that you actually execute, you know, because if you, you'd approach your business differently, if you were thinking about it with a 25 year vision, Right. It's so, I mean, it's so that, you know, what is the, what is the return on that? What it really comes down to is getting to a point where you have that awareness. And this, I, you know, I talk about this idea of return on genius and I've been using these words, this return on in all kinds of different contexts. And I think it's a way of thinking that you're looking at something and seeing if you're making a, a monetary investment in something, looking at it as a um, as a multiplier and looking at it as a somewhere when you can get um, where you become sort of self-sustaining in that. So if you say that we take 25k as an example and we chart out that trajectory of 25,000 a year for 10 years, $250,000. So in year one, you've spent 25,000. In year two, you've spent 50. So going on like that, that if in year one, the day you start, you start paying attention and you're looking at the very first meeting that you're at, you start thinking and noticing what are the ideas that I could execute here? Or who are the contacts that I could forge a relationship with? Or who could I get to execute something for me? See, when you're the luxury of having a successful ongoing business with money that is uh, that you can invest in your business is that you get to shortcut and think about well, I, you know, I, I think that the two most valuable 
questions that an entrepreneur can ask are what and who and not get concerned about the other. You know, a lot of times people get buried into the how to do something. Um, and, you know, rather than focusing on what is possible, and that's what you're going to be exposed to in those environments. You start to see what other people are doing. You're hearing about what kinds of things they're executing, what ideas they've had, what results they're getting. And you start to see that those are um, all ideas that could stimulate another idea for you. So you start to see, well, what could I do is one of the greatest questions that you can, uh, that you can ask. And that's strategy. That's, you know, thinking strategically like that. And then the, the next valuable question is who, you know, who can execute this for me? That's kind of the, uh, the thing where if you have the right, who they'll bring the how with you, you know, well, see, you that, which, which, which yeah. makes the whole point of thank God you have me in your life because you'd be host. Absolutely. Yeah. Think about how, how, I mean, you, you would literally be on a street corner with a nine word email begging for money. <laughs> <laughs> a nine word email is fine. <laughs> what would you, if you had to like, if you literally had to, be out there on the street with a sign, what would it say? Like, what would be the most effective sign for the people that are here that have zero integrity whatsoever, but happen to somehow stumble across I Love Marketing and they want to, they're not really homeless, but they want to act yeah. like they are and go to yeah. know, get the get the whole get up on and go stand and, and literally beg for money. Um, yeah. I, I've watched some YouTube videos of people that yeah. actually do that. They act handicapped and they do that. Oh, and they I haven't and, seen that. Oh my God, it's crazy. There's this one lady that they follow who literally goes and acts like a crippled woman and sits on a street corner and makes money. And then she like literally goes around and then has a car oh, pick her up. Oh, I've seen. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I've seen some of those things like uh, busting them on like 2020 and stuff like that. Right. Yeah. I mean, what, what just scum, scumbag human beings those yeah. people are. Anyway, no, but anyway, I'm just joking. Although it would be kind of I funny know. if you actually had the special nine word email just in case. Is it like a backup? Uh, here, yeah. we got, we got a wrap, Dean. And so I want to do, I want to say a couple things and I want you to like summarize uh, how to get the most out of what we talked about today. Although I think there's a ton of really valuable perspective that, that we gave. Mm -hmm. Um, Ari, who in the beginning was originally going to um, you know, call in, but then he found he couldn't. He actually wrote back a text that I just, for comic purposes, we, I have to read this. Uh, he, he wrote, I hope a skunk gives birth in your house. Cause I, I, I saw I, that too. Yeah, I texted him. We just read what you wrote on the, the podcast. Um, and so Ari, you know, he was going to actually talk about return on genius of what he's got through the relationship of meeting me. And we, we just mm -hmm. went and spoke at his less doing event in New York. And prior to that, I was at Michael Fishman's Consumer Health Summit. And prior to that, I was on Peter Diamandis' adventure trip. And then I flew back into town and, you know, and, and, and literally moved into my, my new house. And on Sunday, I went to um, Christie's auction and we got a tour of Christie's auction with uh, me, uh, Ariana Huffington, 
uh, I met her and her daughter, who Isabel, Isabella, who's an awesome uh, artist. Uh, we, mm-hmm. we actually did a tour of Christie's, and I recently did that podcast episode. We put up the talk that I gave to artists on I Love Marketing. So I want to bring yeah. up s- some episodes that are up there. We're now over 200, and so to all of our listeners who have been with us since the very beginning, I know there's many. Uh, thank you uh, for obviously listening and sharing and the wonderful comments and reviews that we've gotten over the years. We, we really, really appreciate that for everyone that runs an I Love Marketing uh, meetup group in different parts of the world. Thank you for doing that. You can you know go to meetup.com and find I Love Marketing meetups. If you want to start one, you can go to the website and we have a download where you can uh, do that. Um, one of uh, our great uh, team members, uh, Casey Jones, um, recently passed away. Um, young guy, um, he he died. He was uh, he worked with uh, me and my team for over seven mm-hmm. years. It was very sad uh, for for our team. Um, I'm still trying to figure out how we, you know, even. Um, there's so much work that he did for so many people, and he was such a, a great contributing team member. Mm-hmm. So that, that's that's been a real, one of the sad points of what has happened uh, recently. On a, on a positive note, we've been putting a lot of uh, interviews and stuff that I've done uh, up on um, I Love Marketing, which you'll actually see. We recently put one up for uh, Tony Shea, my interview I did with Tony a while back uh, at Zappos headquarters, and then uh, we've got some. Uh, we're going to put some genius network. Work um, talks from the Genius Network annual event uh, is going to be um, put up as as podcast episodes so that people can see some of these incredible talks. And of course, me and you have a whole slew of different topics that we're going to be covering over the next uh, few weeks and months, and uh, mm-hmm. different people that we're going to be interviewing. And um, boy, what else? Oh, and one thing that that based on this return on on Genius idea, one thing that I've I've actually noticed is that. Uh, what it does is a lot of people will send uh, letters and messages to my office or they'll you know get through to me or that one of their big goals is to join uh, Genius Network. And I actually <laughs> love that because a lot of people, they're like, hey, you know, they're not where their business isn't at a level to where, it, it, for one, they financially even qualify to do it. But what it does is it actually creates an an aspiration. And one of the biggest, yeah. one of the biggest, benefits of thinking long-term, like you were saying, is you actually can identify things that you aspire to. And if you don't have that aspirational thing, you're going to spend more time just doing stuff than really even thinking very strategically about what you're doing and why, you know, and that's, that's why I think it's, it's so important. So, um, how would you how would you take everything we've talked about and what's the next steps if there is any? I mean, uh, just I'd like you to kind of summarize and then we'll uh, we'll wrap this episode. Well, I think that you know we just started at the end here to talk about this idea of you know being on the alert for you know the two I think the two multiplier questions are what and who and that really is the you know ideas and and contacts and kind of just framing that, being aware of that. Because a lot of times people hear about a what, but their immediate response is to want to know how rather than shortcut the process and find and ask themselves the question who 
can do that for me rather than how do I figure out how to do that? That, That's, Mm -hmm. you know, how you do it is you figure out who that's the entrepreneurial multiplier, right? And that's where genius network started. That's exactly it. Yeah. Who are all the geniuses that you need? Right. You know, because like Halbert said, any problem in the world can be solved with the right sales letter. I think anything yes. can be solved with the right genius network. Like, who are Absolutely. those people? What are the capabilities? And how do yeah. you find them? And, and how do you make those connections? Yes, absolutely. And so as the group grows, the, you know, the genius network is just becoming more and more and more valuable. Um, so it's amazing to see what the potential is over 25 years here. If we can, you know, build, uh, you know, continue to add geniuses. Yeah, exactly. Amazing cool. So, and stuff. so, so that's a perfect time for people to go look at the website for the annual event that I have this year, which is uh, genius network events with an S genius network events.com. Uh, check it out, and it's that's our event. It's uh, ten thousand dollars. If you uh, if you get in, we will sell it out. Uh, it will be in beautiful Arizona during uh, October, October twenty sixth and twenty seventh, um, two thousand fifteen, and we've got all kinds of amazing people from you know not just entre- entrepreneurs and marketers. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got just incredible minds like Sean Aker, who's one of the world's leading happiness experts who did an amazing mm-hmm. TED talk to Peter Diamandis to Dan Sullivan. I mean, I, I can't remember everyone off the top of my head, but we got Master mm-hmm. Kip. We got a lot of people doing 10 minute talks, uh, sharing a best practice or strategy that's yeah. in most cases been worth a quarter million or more to them. And they got 10 minutes to share it. So it's ideas worth using. Um, yes. and, uh, Sally Hogshead, who's just an amazing marketer, Victoria LeBomb. She's great. You know, we got Tony Robbins. We've got John uh, Paul DeGioia. Yeah, John Paul DeGioia from Patron Tequila and Paul Mitchell Systems. And Sean Stevenson is going to give a 10-minute talk. And Cameron Harold, who wrote an amazing book called Double Double, just an incredible speaker, and just uh, a whole lot more. It, you know, uh, it's, it's just going to be great. And then everyone, of course, can meet everyone, including us mm-hmm. and all these individuals and you and mm-hmm. and, uh, and all kinds of other people that we have speaking that uh, that uh, I can't even remember who the hell they all are, but you can check it out at uh, Genius <laughs> Network Events. Funny. Yeah, yeah, it's, it'll be good, and so it's it's a connection thing. And so, please post your comments about uh, what you got out of this episode. What has it done for your thinking? Uh, spend some time, you know, really asking yourself the questions that we went over and and ponder this. And and subscribe to ilovemarketing.com if you don't currently, if you're not currently subscribing, pop over to uh, iTunes and subscribe there or wherever you can download this. Uh, this podcast you can go to our website and do it from there and any famous last words dean that's awesome this is a big idea i think it's uh we got some more episodes to do about it but it's going to be uh good to watch it evolve yep there you go all right everyone thank you thank you dean and we will talk to everyone on the next episode of i love marketing take care Bye.